0: Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive standard third row seating available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure i'm planning on going river rafting this weekend and i'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive learn more about the all-new hyundai santa fe at hyundaiusa.com. call 562-314-4603 for complete details you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend
1: in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Oh my goodness! Give me the hot sauce! Give me the hot sauce! There it can go upstairs! Woo! Oh Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my MVP gosh, time! When the City Assassin does it again!
3: give me the hot sauce fans you did not have to wait an entire week for a brand new episode this is episode 39 not a lot of great number 39s in sports history i'm sure there are some i was trying to think driving over here i remember curtis enos when he came to the bears were 39 and then he changed to 44 and then he was out of the league because he had all kinds of problems but i have one i know you do you okay. want to talk about the great larry zonka I from do. the last Perfect team in the NFL.
4: I do, and I'm sharing the screen here. Oh, of, how about that? Oh, how about that shot? Zonk. I
3: love that uh, that little uh, notch in his helmet. The to little protect notch, the eyes. Huh? yeah. Yeah, notch like trying that. to tackle him. Those are the old days when men were men. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the that's the bridge of the nose protector, though. Yeah, you yeah, probably got
3: busted a couple of times anyway. Oh though. yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. I saw some Zonk. of those old videos. Yeah, Larry Zonka, Jim Kick, Mercury Morris was the oh. backfield. Of course, Bob greasy at the quarterback. And remember oh. that Greaser. team. <laughs> Greasy would only throw like ten to fourteen passes a game. Don Shula was, was super conservative, wanted to run the football, and was it nineteen seventy-two they had the perfect season? Yeah. Uh game the, manager. The great Gary Premium and the Super Bowl. This uh, just the, man, it's which, the was game. with his great
2: attempt at throwing a pass. Just, but just manage the game. <laughs> just hike the ball and hand off. That's all you gotta do and get out the way. That's, right. that's Bob Greasy. That's all he did. And zonks blue 36, 36 handoff let's go yeah zonks <laughs> does some cameos i think we
3: saw him in ballers on hbo and you know he's done mm-hmm. some stuff in films. so he's still out there doing going strong so i guess number 39 will be an honor to larry zonka
4: just so you know earl moral had more attempts than bob greasy that year yeah nine he had 150 attempts <laughs> wow <laughs> just run bob. the football baby yeah, turn it over. So, yeah oh, man. 14 and 0 yep. yeah
3: that, that was a special time, and teams have been chasing that ever since. The Patriots, your Patriots, almost got it a couple of years ago until Eli Manning and the Giants beat him in the Super Bowl. A miracle play. David Tyree,
4: Yeah, it's a miracle <sighs> play beat him.
2: No.
3: It wasn't a miracle play. Manning
2: <laughs> it was, it was a tremendous athlete beating an average athlete on that play.
4: It was a tremendous play, a miracle play. Was and, it. Um, was he's it. still talking about that because yeah. he's out of the league. He's been out of the league for a long time. It's over. Yeah, it's over. It, yeah, it's over. But they still went, you know, fourteen and zero. The Miami Dolphins won two games, or how many? They went seventeen and zero. The Patriots went nineteen and zero before they lost, right? Or, eight they, they, or they th- still, they lost. It doesn't count. Manning beat, beat them twice, yeah. right? You can just yeah. get Gi- no, Gi- no, no. They remember that they they beat the Giants the last game of the regular season. That's the when Randy Moss went off at the. He had like th- I don't know how many touchdowns. They threw that bomb down. No, they beat the Giants. That was an amazing game. They came back and beat the Giants, and I'll look it up for you. Why and don't then, you do that? And then, and, <laughs> then they, and then they lost eventually to the uh, Giants in the Super Bowl on a miracle play again. It was not a miracle play.
0: Uh, miracle play was the one touchdown the Patriots had against the Bears in '86. You know, how about those passes? <laughs> they they didn't have missed. a touchdown. How, how about those passes? I uh, got one at the end. Uh, hey, how about those passes? Well,
2: Wes Welker missed. Okay, let's let's talk about that in that game. He missed a couple that were big time. Do <laughs> You remember that, John? Since you remember everything, I, I don't. I never. No. You don't remember him dropping some passes, key passes? Uh, and yeah. then Tom Brady's wife talking trash about it in the elevator. Remember uh, they I taped her? Oh yeah. Remember that? Oh yeah. You, remember yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you don't know. remember? You only remember the good plays. Okay. Okay, sounds sounds familiar there, Mark.
3: We are recording episode uh, 39 from the Hustle and Flow Studios. Uh, this is a Monday afternoon that is loaded with news. NFL training camps are opening all across this great land. The Chicago Bears open training camp on Tuesday. Green Bay Packers start on Wednesday and there's big news coming at you regarding the future of Aaron Rodgers, which has dominated the NFL landscape for a number of weeks. The news today first reported by Ian Rappaport and then Adam Schefter of ESPN had more details. Aaron Rodgers will return to the Green Bay Packers at least for this season. According to Schefter, they've reached an agreement Rodgers had three years left on his current contract. They're going to void the last year of the deal and then meet after the 2021 season to decide what Rodgers' future will be. Basically, they're going to let him call whether he wants to stay in Green Bay or move on after this season. So, Stacey, they're giving him the ultimate power as a player. He can decide his future. But at least from the Packers' perspective, they get one more year of Rodgers, one more year to try to develop Jordan Love as a starter.
2: Well, i tell you what. I mean, he's holding them hostage, basically. You know, he basically said he wasn't just the other day. He said he wasn't coming in and playing for them at all. So then the Packers now, you know, they're in a situation like, do we go in with this young quarterback unproven? And here we are. The division is wide open for Mm -hmm. us to take. Do we want to go in there with Jordan Love as our quarterback when when it's right for the take? I still don't think they're better than Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay is the best team in the NFC. Um, but you have to have Aaron Rodgers if you are Green Bay, and so they wilted under the pressure. You know, I'm sure if you asked the fan base, they probably
3: said, "Let him go." You know what? This is probably though, the best solution for both sides. Rodgers didn't want to be there, but at least Green Bay gets that one more season, as I mentioned. And then Rodgers, who is now 38 will get a chance to pick where he wants to finish his career, which if he's like Tom Brady, may go another five or six years.
2: I, I could probably see him playing another five years, and and he probably wants to go somewhere where he's got a chance to win a Super Bowl. And, the 49ers? Uh, 49ers. Maybe he's going to wait to see what happens out there. they got another young quarterback, Trey Lance, mm-hmm. that they're really high on, and it's just a matter of time before you know, they give him an opportunity to play. So do you really want to go there? Do you want to, you know, do the 49ers come back and say, you know, we got a chance to get Aaron Rodgers. We can sit this kid for two or three years and then let him nurture and learn how to be a quarterback. They could go that route. Or they say, hey, look, we gave him a lot to get this kid.
3: Well, the only constant in professional sports is change. So we know that there's going to be a lot of changes in the NFL landscape. I mean, there's more news on Deshaun Watson on this Monday. That the Houston Texans have said, yeah, we're willing to trade you, but reportedly they want five premium draft picks and starting caliber players, and the rest of the league is looking at them like, wait a minute. They're, every day there's a new allegation about sexual misconduct. I mean, they're not going to get anything close to what they no, might they might no, want to get in the trade. No,
2: no, you know they they they'll be lucky if they get anything that will look like they will benefit from because teams now can just sit back and wait. You know, why would you make a trade for him right now when you don't know what the outcome of he's going to be? Is he going to serve time? No one knows that. I mean, you hear all these allegations are true. They're false, whatever. The the point is, nothing has been done about it right now. So you can, if you're another team, you can and, and you know mortgage your future on a quarterback who may not even be there. And who needs him at this point? You
4: know, we've already had the draft. You mentioned... the 49ers.
2: Yeah, it's tough to bring in a new quarterback who's missed
4: the entire offseason. Right. Yeah, you
3: look around the league,
4: there's not that many places. And and his legal
3: issues have taken another step. His agent confirmed that 10 women have gone to the Houston police to file formal complaints. So it's now not just a civil matter, it's a police
4: matter as well. And I'd just like to go back to Aaron Rodgers, you said about the fans. If he comes out and has anywhere near the, the year he had last year, 121 rating, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, Fans Who's the MVP?
3: Fans. So, oh, the fans yeah. forget very fans quickly. Forget they, quickly. They
2: forget very quickly if you're having success. Yep. and you got to remember, you know, his, his team was very good. He carried that team last year. Yes, it, was like, it was like it's kind of like Michael Jordan on on the Green Bay Packers. He pretty much carried yeah. that team and elevated them. Devontae Adams had something to do with it too. Um, you know, they were close, but really not close. I mean, Tampa Bay was just a better football team to for Tampa Bay to come in on the road under those circumstances, it was cold. No one thought that, you know, here's a team that's in, you know, Florida coming to Green Bay to play and there's no way in the world they're gonna win that game.
3: (sighs) Yeah, and and Rodgers is at the height of his powers right now, even at 38 coming off, as you mentioned, a fantastic season. Reports that he finished the normal off-season program that he does. He goes to this California Sports Performance Training Center. He completed that program. He's been chasing Shailene Woodley around the uh, beaches of Hawaii, so <laughs> I, I, I guess he's ready to roll.
0: Uh, you got anything to say about yeah. that, Tim? We all know how hard she is to catch.
4: <laughs> is. Oh my gosh! Speaking of chasing, what what happened to your place in Wisconsin? You were all excited to go up there and and uh, do some karaoke and, and insult some Wisconsinites. What happened?
0: I I've, I missed out because they burned <clears throat> the place down. They knew I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> This must yeah. be an
3: inside joke. I don't know anything about this. What, what were we? What were you supposed to do?
0: Uh, so the uh, this bar, this little dive up there in Lake Mills, where I.
3: Oh, right, right. right!
0: kind of shock the crowd every year with the karaoke. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 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 (laughs) Like to freeze the bartenders in (laughs) mid-shake. Yeah.
2: America, if you know anything about Timmy Whispers, you know he throws grenades out in the middle of the table. Well, he does that on karaoke too. He may not know the words, but when the song is over, you're gonna know that you've known the words that he just made up. And (laughs) trust me, (laughs) they weren't like what the song was supposed to be. She deleted it from the computer. Oh, yeah, see, I I caught him. I caught him up because I was all excited. You know, I'm like, how, how did it go? Because he was talking about yeah. it. Like he was so excited to go up there to do it. And and uh, so I, I called him up yesterday to find out. Well, today, I called him today to find out how it went. Oh, uh, it was terrible. It wasn't there. I'm like, what do you mean it wasn't there? <laughs> did he like just back up and leave? He's like, no, they, it's burnt down. They, they, so they're going to rebuild it supposedly, yada, yada, yada. But he had a good time up there. He said up in, in, in Wisconsin. Don't you think he
4: had something to do with the burning down? People didn't want
2: yeah, it. Yeah, they the... probably said we don't exactly. want him back, you know, next year. So let's just burn it down. He usually comes back around July. Yeah. <laughs> comes back, yeah, right around July that that up. guy comes back. You know, the guy looks like Clay Aiken. He comes back around July. Yeah, if you rebuild it, it down.
3: Tim will come to sing. Yeah. I'll be there next year, though.
2: If, uh-huh. if, 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 if they rebuild it. I guess it all they all are around. rebuilding it with a better sound system. <laughs> yes, yes. I asked him, did he bring the ribs? <laughs> oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Did he bring the ribs? Did he bring the ribs? He, you no. know, well, nah. Well, no, didn't
3: bring the ribs. if you're a regular listener of the show or if you're watching on YouTube, we always encourage you to do that and subscribe. Uh, we normally start with basketball. we got a special treat coming for you. Casey Johnson, the great Bulls insider from NBCSportsChicago.com, is going to join us in just a couple of minutes. We'll break down all the possible off-season moves. Of course, the NBA draft is coming up on Thursday. Right now the Bulls only have a second-round pick, but we'll get you a lot of intel from Casey coming up in just a few minutes. And speaking of basketball, how about Team USA losing to France in their opening game of group oh, play at the Olympics? Man. The squad looks good on paper, but... There's really no chemistry. They were up by seven
2: with three three forty to go, and they and they let it get away. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing: when you're watching this team play, it's almost like they don't have a leader out there, a guy that says, "Okay, I'm the number one guy. The rest of you guys find your spot." Should be Kevin Durant, yeah, right? Yeah, Kevin Durant should be the guy. He's always been that guy. But you got to remember, Kevin Durant is coming off an injury that really has like he really wasn't a hundred percent this year. So now he's playing in the Olympics because. A lot of people passed on it so he mm-hmm. wanted to do it and you know he's he's not asserting himself as the number one guy he's gonna have to do that because that's where you got to get a peck in order you know guys got to know where their role is on even on a superstar team like this you have to have roles and the one thing I, I notice about this team is is that they have an advantage at every position when they play any other team because they've got the best of the best and for them to play the way the other teams are playing because in order to beat the USA you got to shoot threes You gotta space the floor and shoot threes. That's what France did to come back yesterday. So when you look at the American team, they have a matchup nightmare at every position and they're all just standing around shooting threes. It's like they take turns coming down the court. You take it this time, I'll get it next time. Instead of putting the ball on the floor, using their athleticism, driving and creating for their teammates, instead of just one pass, catch and jack it up.
3: Well, the three guys that played in the finals, Devin Booker, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton just got off the plane in Tokyo the morning of game day and holiday wound up leading team usa in scoring with 18 points playing big minutes down the stretch but there's no time for practice no chance for any continuity and in the late game situation what does that say though france got two three pointers on straight inbounds plays they just threw it to the
2: corner and got a three because there was no rotations they didn't know who was covering who well again i mean you get you've got guys first of all there's a bunch of guys who've never played international basketball number one okay so That plays an important role. A lot of these guys, when you see, like, Kevin Durant's had some experience playing, you know, Draymond Green, you know, there's a lot of guys that have not played international basketball. The rules are different than the NBA, and this is why these foreign teams, like, you know, uh, when you look at Lucas' team and, and, uh, you know, Sanoranski's Czech uh, Czech Republic team, all those, these guys play this all the time, and they're used to playing these rules. You know, ball up on the rim, they can knock it off the rim. You know, where the American players, they never do it, it because they're not used to playing that way and it looks like there's goaltending when someone does it to them it's goaltending it's goaltending the referee's like look at him like nah this is yeah. it's international play so there's a lot of rules the lane is different you know the three point line is shorter you know there's a, there's a lot of differences in the game that are, are different from the NBA.
4: I don't understand that decision he flies 6,000 miles he just got finished the NBA finals and he's out there leading the team in scoring that's if he would have got hurt. I, I just don't understand that like yeah. what are the other, the other guys have been there like Where's the, like you said, the continuity Popovich of... Popovich was desperate. You know, yeah. Middleton and Booker didn't play much.
3: Wow. But Holiday got it going, and, and they were trying to ride him down yeah. the stretch. No, but doesn't you know, say he gets much hurt for him. in that game. Yeah. Wow.
2: Well, and, and also, he's uh, he's arguably their best on-ball defender. Ball defender. Yeah. So, you want him out there for those purposes, to guard Evan Fournier, guys mm-hmm. like that who were getting hot. But, I mean, the guy just got off the plane. Yeah. You know, he just get, went to a six-game grueling series. And, I mean, that just goes to show you the desperation right there. It's like, okay, well, there's a chance we may lose this game.
3: People are all over Popovich now because he what? was the coach in, in the World Cup when they got drilled, and then they lost the two exhibition games. He was also an assistant in 2004 the last time they lost, and people are going, maybe Greg Popovich Listen, is overmatched. They, this is the Olympics
4: so far, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to throw the grenade because Tim's not going to say it. It's a disaster. <laughs> Let's face it. People are tired of watching. I happened to be at the hospital, and they were watching. My my mother-in-law was watching Volleyball. I'm like, oh, cool. Volleyball. Even the girls had their little bikinis on. There's nobody in the stands. Nobody wants to watch that. I was watching. Uh, you,
3: I'm the sure. Bikinis. I was watching. You were watching. Something I was watching. Else. I was watching. watching. But, but there's a, a big volleyball. controversy about the bikinis now. They're, yeah. saying they're yeah. not going to wear the bobs.
2: Well then, I'm not going to watch them. If, they, if they're going <laughs> to, well, what are they going to wear? They're going to wear, they're going to wear sh- uh, like I'm not long saying they're sweats. not going to wear anything. Oh, they're yeah, going mean, to have
3: like oh, shorts yeah. on instead good of. Bikini. Oh, so they're going to have shorts on yeah. instead of
2: bikini?
1: Yeah. Good, um, good, for, good for the girls. Oh well, you're not. You lost
2: the viewer. Me and about a million other men, we are no longer watching volleyball. And they need wow. every
4: every viewer they can get because they had the lowest rating to start it oh, and not only man. the volleyball forget about if you like gymnastics they're doing the same thing in gymnastics
1: yeah sorry boys put some clothes on ladies oh yep. man this is sorry, this Stacey. is really
2: bad man i, I you just <laughs> lost a viewer i'm sorry olympics
1: that's what you want ass cheeks
2: hey listen if it's out there to watch i'm watching it it, 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 it doesn't say don't watch this people it's on tv it's it's PG rated. I'm watching it. Well, I'm, I, I, I'm there to see just the athletes. I, I'm sorry, that's all I'm there for. I, them. I, I, you know, we I'm we right lived right. in Hermosa I'm Beach,
4: right. and oh. and so oh. yes, thank you. So yes. you know, like yes. what was it, 15th Beach. Street? Beach every volleyball. every court has girls yes. with those bikinis I've on been there. So all of a sudden, they get to the Olympics now. What's the there. difference? They've been wearing there. those bikinis for
2: for, for the whole for life, twenty five years, thirty years.
1: they athletes. They don't need to show listen, their athletes to be listen, athletes. Listen, they can put on listen. little biker shorts. <laughs> That's their
2: uniform, Susan. <laughs> That's their uniform. <laughs> and when oh. you, you do are competing, yeah, what do you wear when On the beach, you, yeah, yeah, but they're wear? not supposed to wear turtlenecks and a corduroy pants. Come on, how
1: about some biker shorts? How about some Lululemon? You know, I wouldn't listen. It might restrict
2: their movement. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me tell you some American. Look at Tim. Let he's, me tell you something. He's waiting to drop a bomb. Tim's just out of this water, like Johnny Johnny <laughs> in the back of the room. Oh, hey. oh, 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 I'm not gonna lie. If they threw out some Lululemons, I'd still be a fan. Because whoever <laughs> invented whoever invented the the what do you call them shorts? Uh, those pants. What do you call those? The women Yoga wearing the tights. Pants. Yeah. Whoever created those yoga pants should get a Nobel Peace Prize. You have a pair on right now, right?
1: This is true, yeah. That
2: that—that whoever created that, that is the people, greatest creation. The when greatest they first creation. came out,
1: my a girlfriend of mine from L.A. sent me a pair, and I was like, who the hell would pay $110 for a pair of yoga pants? And then I put them on, and I'm like, do you see yeah. my ass in these pants? <laughs> oh, my God.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I'm I not going to lie. I
1: paid twice that.
2: I ain't going to lie. Some people don't need to wear those yoga pants. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. They <laughs> come out of those Joker fans. They drop like a '64 Impala. <laughs> no, <laughs> man, I have a I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tap out right here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I ain't going lie. Those joker fans look great, man. Whoever created them, I don't know Lulu Lemon, Lulu Charles, whoever did it, awesome. I give you four stars, five stars <laughs> hey, on that one, man. Do,
4: do that? Can you do that sound effect again on a '64 Impala?
2: '64 <laughs> Impala. <laughs> 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 just dropped, just dropped to the ground, low rider, just dragging on the, on the side of the what? concrete. Yeah, Lululemon, but no, they they need to leave those girls alone, man. Leave those girls alone. They've been playing in those that outfit for the longest. And uh, what's her name? What's her girl, Missy Trainer? The, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, I watched them, and I listen. And- I honestly. Listen, America. That I'm not. Awesome. A, I'm not a pervert, America. Listen, Misty Moon. Listen, he just plays no. one on a podcast. <laughs> listen,
1: <laughs> I, I honestly like.
2: I used to play. <laughs> shut up, Mark. I used to play volleyball, and I and I appreciate the athletic ability that you have to, especially in sand.
1: Hey, Stacy. When you played volleyball, did you have a Brazilian cut bikini? Of course. Let me tell you what I
2: had on. Of course okay, let me tell you what I had on. I had a grass skirt. Okay. okay. All right, and the grass skirt with nothing on underneath. So if I had to go up, so you saw what you had to say. Okay, I wasn't embarrassed, Susan, and neither should these women. This is their uniform. This is what they were given, and I commend them on it. Just play hard, and you know, hey, I'm you. Were you with in you. Hawaii? Were you playing volleyball? <laughs> hey, listen, man, it was a listen, man, it was, a, it was one of those um, those nudist convention. those nudist camps, you know, where you go on a uh, in uh, Jamaica. You know, they have these little nude beaches. I didn't know it was a nude beach. so I had to put on a grass skirt. <laughs> Manor, oh, that's gonna be on another beach. chapter, America. We'll talk wow. about that in another what,
4: story. What, was that like
2: Moonstone? I, I we grew yeah. up. Uh, there was a beach, a nudie beach. Where grew oh up, man, I will tell you what. Moonstone. Hey, listen, listen. I the new beach I went to in in uh, Jamaica. I thought I was gonna go in there and see some like hot people. It was like cocoon. It's like <laughs> oh no. It was like there's like a lot of older. I'm like wait Nobody a minute. I'm like what's what's going on here? I heard it through the grapevine, honey.
3: <laughs> honey, <laughs> Cal- honey.
2: California race oh no like a saddlebag with eyes oh, oh my god I was like what I'm like 24 years old I'm like what's going on here I was bald, all i was walking all suck. proud I'm out there all proud happy I'm like looking around like this is like my grandparents out here they put some clothes on you have a grass skirt sir can I buy that grass skirt please you know this is a nude beach you can't have a grass skirt hey you just go back over there and you just you stand and get some sun, okay? <laughs> please get away from me, cause you were a little peaking and pale right there, buddy. Was the water really cold? Was that your Listen, excuse, no, Costanza? No, <laughs> no, 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 hey, it went, no, no, no. That wasn't the case for me, was, buddy. It was deep then. Hey, yeah, I've yes. got a I,
4: I don't want to be a hater in the Olympics. The one sport I will watch will be softball. Did you happen to see that uh, promo for Jackass Forever? They oh, had yeah. the girl from Mexico. That's yeah, great. I, I'll put it in the. She's basically known for a pin, pinpoint accuracy. So she had must have been Johnny Knoxville catching, oh, yeah. and she hit him right there. You go right in the 20s. with no
2: no no cup. Yeah, no. He,
4: I don't know what he had. You know, I you know, he, he went down. Been. I don't he think just, he did. Jack, he just, jackass
2: he people always do that kind of stuff. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> They're professionals. Yeah, he, seriously. They, yeah, they, don't do this at home. They always tell you. <laughs> But he, I guarantee, he didn't have a cup on. I guarantee it. She just, she hit him square,
4: and he just dropped. That's great comedy. So was he,
2: was he, was he trying to let her hit her there? Yeah, what? I'll, I'll yeah, pull yeah. up the video for you so here. Nutcracker sweet.
3: Was, yeah. yeah, Look yeah. for
4: that on the bubble up
3: folder. <laughs> yeah, bubble yeah. up the cloud reimagined because we don't have time for this. We got we got a guest waiting in the Sriracha uh, waiting room. Yeah, he's well, great we Casey Johnson, Bulls insider. We're gonna get back to some serious talk, well, somewhat serious about basketball. Stacy's doing a great job covering the Bulls for a lot of years. So let us know what AK has got planned for the offseason. That is next on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast, episode 39, Larry Zonka. Luke and Bill Cartwright are smiling uh, if you only knew what we had to do to get our special guest Casey Johnson the outstanding Bulls insider for NBC Sports Chicago hooked up and ready to go here on episode 39 of Gimme the Hot Sauce. First of all, Casey, we appreciate your patience in uh, getting linked up here. This is a very important week around the NBA. Of course, the Bulls do not have a first-round draft pick because of the Nikola Vucevic trade with the Orlando Magic. But still, I'm sure they're going to be involved in a lot of conversations. What, what, How busy do you think it's going to be around the league in terms of player movement leading up to the draft?
5: Well, obviously, you guys saw uh, the first uh, kind of salvo in that uh, discussion happened today between the Pelicans and Grizzlies. So, you guys know, I mean, you've been around the league forever. I mean, this is typically, this and the trade deadline are the two biggest weeks uh, in the NBA calendar and the opening of free agency, which comes right at the end of it. So, um, you got to, there's going to be tons of rumors. There's going to be tons of conversations. And even though the Bulls don't have a first-round pick, you're going to hear them mentioned. Because here's where, what happens this week, as you guys know, is like a move is made that sets up another move, right? So, um, even if the Bulls don't have a first-round pick, They've got decisions on options. They've got decisions on qualifying offers. that will kind of tip their hand as to how aggressive they're going to be in free agency.
3: Hey, Let's start with that uh, trade that went down today. Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, two big contracts go to Memphis. Jonas Valanciunas goes to New Orleans. A bunch of draft picks were exchanged. Basically, Memphis gets some more favorable picks for taking on all that salary. That could impact the Bulls in their pursuit of Lonzo Ball. Maybe you can explain how that
5: might work. Well, I mean, what it did is just made it more palatable for the Pelicans to, to match a lucrative offer sheet on Lonzo Ball if they choose to do so. Um, there is quite a bit of scuttlebutt around the league that that by making this deal and, and getting Bledsoe and Adams contracts off the books, they're playing the cap game to go after Kyle Lowry. So, um, you know, obviously as a restricted free agent, they would have the right to match any offer sheet on Lonzo Ball, even if it took him over the cap because he's their own free agent. Um, but... You know, this would just make it more palatable to do so, probably keep them out of luxury tax territory, et cetera, if they strike out on what sounds like is their first target, which is Kyle Lowry.
2: When you look at the Bulls and, and their need, we know it's point guard, maybe another wing player, a 3 and D type of player. You know, where, where do you see them going? Is, is there a possibility if they say they, they don't get Lonzo and they strike out on their next, person they have in line what what are the chances of them maybe going after Derek Rose I've been seeing that a lot online today um that there's a possibility Woj had said that on one of the little Woj bombs today so uh how how strong a possibility is that Casey
5: I think he's on the radar I mean I, I wrote that in a mailbag a little bit ago at our, at our website NBCSportsChicago.com I don't think he's a first option and I don't even think if he did end up there he would be starting um, I think he, you, you saw how he was used in New York last year where he came off the bench. Um, but then obviously he can still exert his, his will at, at the most important times. To me, he was the best player on, on the Knicks in the playoffs. Um, so I still think it's, it's a fit here for him. I, I wrote that a couple of years ago back when I worked at the Tribune. Um, his game obviously has matured and changed and evolved, but, um, I, I think it's a possibility, um, you know, where it ranks in their priority list, uh, unless you guys have, uh, Arturis Karnishevis uh, on, on the <laughs> upcoming podcast. Uh, I don't know. He's a pretty tight lip guy. But uh, what I've been told and what I've reported is that he certainly is, you know, in terms of internal conversations are being had about him, just like they're being had about a lot of possibilities um, at that position. Um, but it's funny, Stacey, you mentioned their needs, because the way I see it, this team's got a lot of needs. Um, I still think, you know, getting uh facilitating uh, type lead guard is probably the biggest one, but they are really woefully thin at wing, and if both Daniel Tice and Larry markinen are gone, and I think there's a strong likelihood one, if not both those guys are, they need some big man depth too. So um, this this team, as we know, has a lot of roster spots to fill and a lot of roles to fill.
3: You're not jumping on the Marco Simonovic train just yet,
5: Casey? Well, I mean, he's a piece, but he's a second-round pick, right? right? right. And he's the I, I I know you are, but, uh, you, know, you, you know, I mean, uh, as I wrote in a mailbag recently, there was some intrigue around Paul Zipster when he got here. How did that work
4: out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we
3: remember Zip. Oh. Oh. I'll tell you what, I was dying watching Cameron Payne in the finals because, you know, he couldn't play dead here, and then I'm a big Milwaukee guy rooting for the Bucks, and Cameron Payne was carrying him in
5: game six. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? He couldn't play at all when he was here. We we got to break that down briefly, guys. And and Stacey, I want you to chime in here uh, because, like, uh, you guys, you guys know I'm a pretty forgiving beat writer. I'm not hard shot players. He was unplayable here, (laughs) except for that one game where he made Stacey go crazy with all his threes. He was unplayable (laughs) here, man. And to see what he did to salvage his career, all props to him, man. Major respect to him, but. Are, was I seeing things, or was, was he unplayable here? How oh, understand? there's no question no, about no. that. He, he,
2: was, he was unplayable. I mean, I, I thought a lot of, with the problem that he had here is because he was a first-round pick, and I thought that when he got into games, he felt like he had to make something happen, like he had to go out there and make a special play, which took him completely out of character. But then he went overseas, and then he came back, and he signed in a bubble, and I and that probably really woke him up. You know, Casey, in the G League. You know, I did one of the, his games. He went to the G League, and went overseas, and he came back. And that probably Brutal. that probably woke him up a little bit. Because, you know, you remember him in Oklahoma City. All you remember was the dancing with, with right. Westbrook. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, he dances better than he can play. <laughs> and when that trade was made, you know, you were kind of scratching your head like, wow, you know, uh, well, who's this guy? He's he's terrible. Like, he honestly, they would call him, what, the tank commander? <laughs> yes, he was. You know, <laughs> one of the greatest so, gifts of all time. But I tell you what, though, sometimes, Casey, and you've been around this game a long time, we've seen this happen. Sometimes it takes players three years or more to find themselves, and then he gets into a situation with Phoenix in the bubble, and then you get Chris Paul there that's a calming force to show him how to play and show him how to be a professional, and you can see the maturation process in his game, and he looked like a to- He looked like a true point guard. I'm like, hey, well, man, we, we might need to go back and revisit Cameron Payne. Maybe we can get him for a bag of Doritos. Who knows?
3: And KC knows all the people on Twitter then jump on, oh, the Bulls never develop anybody. As soon as well, they leave, and they go Tony Snell and Doug McDermott, and they <laughs> They're trotting out all these Bobby guys. Portis. It's like,
4: forget about Hey, he did.
3: more. Average...
2: Moore. Etoile Moore was in yeah. the finals.
4: Yeah. He yeah, did average. There a lot of
2: former Bulls that were playing in the deep in the playoffs. He
4: did average eight for the Bulls. That's his highest. You know, he was 8 4 this year. I mean, his numbers aren't. I mean, you look at it. But well, we're, we're spending you know... way too much time talking about Cameron Payne. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, but I should point out that in one of the greatest trades that Gar uh, Foreman engineered as general manager, they only gave up. Taj Gibson, Doug McDermott, and of course, they threw in a second round draft pick like they did on every trade, but, but I digress. Let's get back to this offseason. You know, free agency starts on August 2nd, and we're expecting, as we always do, a lot of movement around the league, but maybe you could fill the listeners in on, on some of the options that are going to be come due this weekend that really might tip off which direction the Bulls are going to go, whether they're going to try to create cap space or operate as an over-the-cap team and, and use exceptions.
5: Yeah, you're exactly right, Mark. And that's why it's so intriguing to kind of ponder the possibilities because they, they really have so many different directions they can go. So, um, Saturday is the deadline for a team option decision on Ryan Archie Oath at three million. Um, I wrote and I, I, this is somewhat educated, uh, uh, writing is, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they, they, they decline that option and then try to resign him at a minimum because you can do worse than a back end. Of the roster 15th man right. in arch so that's that's one possibility but um so his his decision Saturday you got qualifying offer decisions on Javante Green and Lowry marketing due Saturday um you know typically for restricted free agency free restricted free agent of Lowry's ilk you a uh, qualifying offer is a formality because it just gives you insurance to to guard against if he does get a low offer in restricted free agency you want to bring him back at a low number that works for you then you can match it um so I'm I'm personally expecting a qualifying offer to be extended to Lowry. But if one is not, then you're like, okay, they're almost certainly playing the cap game. And following that, you've got decisions due on partial guarantees for Tomas Fedoransky and Thad Young. And if they don't extend a qualifying offer to Markkinen, then you already can almost assume they're going to get aggressive with those guys because um, they're going to be playing the cap game and creating cap space. Another option to keep in mind is uh, Al-Farouk Amino. Uh, Aminu, they, they can, um, can waive him or try to trade him, and they can stretch his cap it over time. So there are a lot of different ways they can get in the Alonzo ball game. If they choose to be aggressive, it just will cost them not only money in terms of lucrative offer sheets, but also roster spots and players, guys like Sato and, and Aminu and Blarie Markin and et cetera. So we'll see how they play how they play for agency.
2: Okay, so here, here's my thing. One of my favorite guys this year in the trade was Daniel Tice. What are the Bulls' plans with him? Because we know that he's going to probably get some offers from other teams because, guy, there's teams looking for players like him that can contribute at two positions, rebound, defense. What what are the Bulls looking at doing with Daniel Tice?
5: Yeah, so uh, I've reported that uh, he's expected to draw significant interest around the league, and everything I keep hearing is that he's seeking a big payday. I mean, obviously he's kind of always been a little bit underpaid or undervalued, um, in his short spin in the NBA, I think he only made five million last year. So he knows as a as a free agent, this is his chance to, to get a big payday. And one one name that I've been told to keep an eye out on for him is the Charlotte Hornets, who obviously need some big man help. So um, you know, the Bulls have his bird rights, so they can exceed the salary cap to retain him. I have not heard a lot of buzz about that possibility, but you know how this game works, Stacey, You can have one plan, and it can fall and then all of a sudden you're like okay Daniel Tice looks great so I'm not I'm not here to say anything in absolutes but I would I personally am expecting him to be elsewhere um but free agency always takes unexpected twists and turns so we'll see how that plays out
3: I mentioned the finals and, and cheering for the Bucks and it was fun to see Bobby Portis playing a big role he had 16 points in that clinching game and the fans in Milwaukee fell in love with him much like they did in Chicago course that took a sign of kind of a side tour when he punched Nico, but that's that's a whole different story. Um Get your Port, hands up. Portis yeah, Get your Portis hands has up. a player option and he's paid very low money by NBA standards, something like three and a half million dollars. He's got his ring. They love him in Milwaukee, but how aggressively do you think Bobby's gonna shop his services and is there any chance of a Chicago reunion for Bobby Portis?
5: I have not heard his name uh, linked to the Bulls. Um but he would fit, um, but you know, I think they have designs elsewhere or priorities elsewhere. Um, you know, as far as whether or not he returns to Milwaukee, he, he's a hard guy to read because you know, I personally thought he made a mistake um, turning down the, the the contract extension he got here. He was he admitted the that. In yeah, he, yeah, admitted,
1: he finally yeah. admitted
5: it publicly. I he had kind of intimated it to me privately at one point, but said he didn't want it written. And he finally <laughs> uh, finally said it publicly. I mean, that's old history anyway, but. Um, you know, he, he's got his ring, so maybe that, and he and he did turned out a big offer with the Bulls, and so maybe he w- looks at that opportunity now to get paid again. Right? Um, it's hard to say what what he's going to do, but uh, he certainly was a fan favorite up there, and it was good to see. And he also kind of stole the uh, post game press conference show. Man, he, he had some hilarious <laughs> moments in those press conferences that I was, you know, so that was good to see.
2: Casey, when you look at last season and, and you know, there was a lot of trials and tribulations, ups and downs with all the teams in the NBA with COVID. When you look at the Bulls, wh- what would you grade the front office and Billy Donovan's first year as a head coach?
5: Um, I mean, I would say as far as grading the front office, I, I don't want to take the easy way out, but I, would, I, I will eventually give it a grade. But I, I personally would say it's a little too early because um, they obviously did not do much to the roster they inherited until the trade deadline, and you've just got to see how that plays out over the course of the whole season. Um, there are question marks. This is a ceiling of this team now that you've kind of cashed in that draft capital to pair Nikola Vucevic with Zach Levine. But that was a pretty bold and aggressive move, and one we are yeah. not used to seeing around here. Uh, you just did not see the old regime cash in draft picks like that. So – I think there's a decent foundation here. I, I, I've been following you, obviously, on Twitter, Stacey, and I know you're optimistic about next season. And So I kind of want to see a little bit more body of work with this trade because it was just you, – you nailed it with your question, Stacey. It was just a funky, disjointed season. And then you add on top of what's already a chaotic, abnormal season due to COVID, a uh, huge trade at midseason. It just, it's like the team just never really found its rhythm. They went from one identity to the other. Then Zach lands in the COVID protocols. It was just disjointed from the jump and continued thus. So, um, you know, I think I would an- feel more comfortable answering the, the front office great question after I see what they do this offseason because this is their chance to really impact the roster. But they've started that process with the Vucevic trade. The fact they didn't get into a play-in, you have to downgrade them for that. Um, so I would probably give them a B, B-minus right now um, with a, kind of an incomplete tag uh, to give myself a little wiggle room. And then as far as Billy, you know, I think Billy's a good, a great culture guy, and you can see the the buy-in that he's got from all kinds of players, um, particularly Zach Levine. Um, and uh, again, disjointed season. He had to change identities from going to kind of a fast-paced team to slowing him down and playing more in the half-court once they got Vucevic. So um, again, they didn't make them play in, so you can't give them an A either one of them. So I would probably give him kind of in the same neighborhood, and then kind of with an incomplete status because you've got to see what he does with this new roster.
3: It's no secret the Bulls are going to be looking to upgrade at point guard, and then they get the unfortunate news that Kobe White suffers a pretty serious shoulder injury, which could put him out for, what, five or six months. He might miss the start of next season. How's that going to impact their search for a point guard this summer, and and how might that impact Kobe White's future as a Bull? Uh,
5: I don't think it impacts either, and I don't want to... diminish the severity of the injury because it is legit. I mean, he tore a labrum and obviously it's surgery to repair it. So I think it's going to be closer to six months personally. Um, but I think Kobe's a piece, and I think he's kind of a foundational piece moving forward, but I think he's a piece of, you know, uh, in the right mix. And that mix involves bringing in a more true point guard. Um, so I think that the Bulls were going to address that position regardless of whether Kobe not got injured or not. And, um, you know, the fact that he's going to be back at some point and, you know, close the season very well last year. I know that the the front office is pretty high on him and they said so publicly. So I I don't really see much long term impact for for either situation. Um, And I think Kobe fits right in with their plans. I mean, our tourists has made it clear how much he values shooting. And when Vucevic arrived, as you guys both saw, uh, he was placed in a lot more catch and shoot situations, his decision making responsibilities lessened because they played through the the post and Vucevic quite a bit. So I think Kobe's a fantastic fit moving forward, particularly since he's still on his rookie deal for a little bit longer. Um, And we'll see, you know, uh, how he can come back from that injury.
2: Now I've been hearing these different scenarios where, you hear Patrick Williams sliding to the four and the Bulls looking to bring in a wing player, possibly, you know, someone, a three and D type of player, you know, watching these playoffs and, and seeing guys like, you know, Jay Crowder who can come in and play multiple positions for you, give you some tough defense. You know, that's what I kind of look at the Bulls needing a player like that with some toughness, a, a PJ Tucker, you know, someone can come in to space the floor that can knock down shots, but also be tough defensively. And and when you look at this team and you look Look at Patrick Williams. The ceiling is super high for him. Do you see him more as a small forward or do you see him now more as that hybrid forward type of player?
5: I personally see Patrick as a a hybrid forward type player, but I couldn't agree with you more about adding toughness. And it's amazing you brought up the two names that I was going to use. I don't even know why you guys have me out as a guest. (laughs) You know I watch a lot of basketball, KC. You know me. Yeah. But I will say I'm proud. I, I mentioned Jay Crowder in, in, in players the Bulls should target with their mid-level last year. Now, obviously, you got a little bit – well, no, because the Bulls didn't use all their mid-level to sign Garrett Temple. So they could have made a run at Jay Crowder. Maybe they did and didn't get him. I, I don't know. And, they, they, and Garrett obviously had a decent season for him. But I've always loved Jay Crowder's Me too. Game. I don't know. I've loved his game for a long time. I just think he's one of those blue guys, tough as nails, can play multiple positions. Obviously, he's become a very good shooter. Um, so I couldn't agree with you more. But back to Patrick, I, I've always thought he's a four. Um, he, obviously, he has the defensive versatility to guard multiple positions. But I just see him, uh, he's got a pretty slow release. I know that jumper can improve over time. Uh, and just the way how thick he is down low, I just see him more as kind of one of those hybrid fours uh, of the same notes that we're kind of talking about with these other players.
3: You know, our good friend uh, Southside Susie, John's wife, is not a fan of Jay Crowder. He majored in drama at Marquette. He's a flopper. So Susie,
4: not a big fan, right? Yep. <laughs> hey, I, I, have a, I have a question for Casey. I, I right. want to put something to rest. When is the NBA season going to start next year?
5: When is it going to start? Yeah.
4: What do you? I mean, has it been a done deal? Because I've heard, is it going to be October? What, what's the, you know?
5: I, I mean, I'm just going off of everything I've uh, heard and every press conference I've been in on Adam Silver is this his absolute uh, you know mission to get it back on the normal NBA calendar, so back on track. So I've heard kind of a normal start, and that was my first part.
4: My
3: John's a part. conspiracy theorist. No, I,
5: I know.
4: I think it's going to start in October, but I think King has different thoughts on it. So. But I, my other question, we have a running joke here about Rondo, and I'll save you the drama oh, because Jesus. it's a running Rondo. joke that's not funny. It's not funny, exactly. I, and he's the only one who gets the joke. Oh, but I just want to go on the record, you know, Rondo's contribution. How would you rank Rondo's contribution during the time that he was a? Yeah, he was really good with the Clippers this past year, too. I'm not talking about the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he won a ring last year with the Lakers. So please answer that question for me, Casey. How would you rank the, the contribution that Rondo made in a short time Compared to you like don't really have to answer that question
2: yeah, he was comparing basically compared to what Dwayne Wade did also when he was here, and he's always saying the leadership that Rondo showed. Yeah, was, the Instagram uh, post yeah. was the was the one good thing he did that whole year, and and his play
3: against the Celtics in the playoffs. I'll give him those two things.
5: Yeah, and and i I'm on. It sounds like because I'm hearing some loaded debate here. I, it sounds like I might be a little bit more on John's side than your guys' side. I thought oh, Rondo man. was fantastic. Here. No, I He's going to talk about how he worked
3: with Isaiah Cannon listen, and Jerry and Grant and trying to listen, help everybody. i have always like, like Rondo. why don't you bring him in? I thought and if you hey, need a point guard. Bring I, him hey, in. I honestly, oh, come thought, on. I honestly thought Who, that who's they should kept Rondo when
2: team? they brought Not Rondo Bobby White in as a okay. rookie and let Kobe White play under Rondo. That's what I thought should have been done, but for whatever reason, it didn't happen that way. Hey, Stacey,
3: I was cleaning uh, out the garage the other day, and I found the Rondo bobblehead doll. That baby's right in the trash. <laughs> oh, dude.
1: wow. This guy. Wow.
2: is just hey, killing
4: KC, him. KC, wow. this guy was
3: a Put him on the list with Andre oh. Drummond
2: yeah. and Blake Griffin. There's a lot of people blood. looking for him. Hate a lot wall, of players please. looking for Mark right now. <laughs> He's over here hiding off, at the Mark. Sriracha Studios.
5: He's going to get us all shot up over here. <laughs> look. look Beyond the, beyond the fantastic Instagram post, which we, 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 that one's that one's well told. Let me just say that I will say that Rondo gave me one of the best quotes of all time, and I and I got it delivered deliver it here. Uh, we were in Washington it was that day where he kind of parsed through how his role had been jacked around so many times, and then he was finally back in the starting lineup, and he always got that deadpan delivery, you know, kind of no BS delivery. And we said. Did you get an explanation? I want to say, yeah, Fred was still coaching. Yeah, yeah obviously. Yeah. I said, did you get an explanation from Fred? And the direct quote was, he looked at me and he goes, um, how should I say this? No. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the way he delivered, he's like, I said, did you get an explanation from
4: Fred? He goes, um, how should I say this? And he was no. <laughs> in that series, right?
5: Yeah. 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 yeah, we would well, have to endure another missing. year of
3: Dwayne Wade if that wouldn't have happened.
5: Well, I didn't realize yeah. I didn't I didn't realize we we're going to be breaking down Cameron Payne and Rajon Rondo. Uh, you know, this
2: this <laughs> podcast yeah. always takes you know wild you left know, turns, especially yeah. when Stinger gets involved. Yeah, you know, he's a big Rondo fan. I'm a Rondo fan too. I, I, I like Rondo. Uh, here here's my question. Okay, so I watched Atlanta and New York. They made some huge strides with young players, the young talent that they had do you and then Phoenix as well Phoenix going into the bubble was eight0 the year before and then you add Chris Paul and that was a huge difference for what they did you know in the Western Conference this year and I thought the tables was set for 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 Phoenix to get out the west with all the injuries and you know all the things that happened to all the star players and other teams but but do you see the Bulls have an opportunity to make that kind of jump as far as what we saw this year with some of the teams in the Eastern Conference who were not supposed to be in this position this year. New York wasn't not supposed to be the fourth seed. No one saw that coming. Or I mean you know, or I mean knowing that Thibodeau is a very good coach, no one saw New York being the fourth seed or Atlanta being the fifth seed.
5: Yeah, well I completely agree with you. I mean give, give you hope, I guess, but I mean you gotta you gotta make some good moves this, this summer because as you know Atlanta made a ton of you know ancillary moves in, in the offseason last year to surround their transcendent star and Trey Young. With just solid players, I mean, you you look at all those guys like independently, and none of those guys are going to just wow you, right? But once they got all together, they the the sum was greater than the parts, right? And then Trey obviously was transcended. So uh, Atlanta had a hugely aggressive off season last summer, and the Bulls have the opportunity to have a hugely aggressive off season this summer. So uh, I guess, like I said, it gives you hope. Um, you know, the Chris Paul Phoenix situation to me is an anomaly because he add a Hall of Famer to a team that was on the rise. And then Devin Booker just played at a, an incredibly elite level. But when you've got a guy like Zach, who I know Stacey, you and, and Mark, you, I know Stacy, I think you, Mark, uh, you and I feel similar about him. I still think there's still room for that guy to grow. Yes. So you, when you've got a guy like that, you have an opportunity there uh, to, to surround him with the right parts. And you started with the Bluetooth trade, and now you've got to do more. This offseason, that's why it's such a critical offseason
3: for the Bulls. Yeah, one last thing on Rondo. I just thought of this. You Remember in the Seuss conferences they had at the United <laughs> Center? After practice, they'd always drag a player grudgingly over to the to meet the media, and they put all the TV reporters put their microphones in this bank of uh, this little rack, and Rondo would raise the it the to cover it over his face, and then he would do the whole news conference, <laughs> so the TV crew got nothing but a shot of the microphones. What a jerk! Yeah. I mean, come
2: on. Yeah. No yeah. wonder why his anger there. Is that There's that a bitter? no wonder why he's bitter. It is. Yeah. did we finally I, this is a couch we session. Finally we finally figured he's out he's on a couch right now. Tell us all this. This yeah. podcast
3: is giving me a release for a lot of things that bug me, <laughs> Oh my
4: <laughs>
2: And he's not. Hey, he's not hesitating now. He's letting the guns <laughs> fly. He's letting them fly, Casey. Casey, I got a question for you. I, I got. I got a question ah, yeah. for you. So, okay, so we're 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 talking about how teams build around their particular players. Okay. So what I see Zach Levine doing, I, one, in order, I feel in order for him to take the next step, he has to become a better two-way player. He yep. has to be able to get out and get easier baskets in transition, steals, and, and things like that. But where can the Bulls improve? To build around him. Now you got inside presence, too that you have to think about too. Vucevic is a 2010 guy. He wakes up every morning, is 2010, he falls out of bed. Okay, that's automatic. But you have those two players who are defensive liabilities. Those two players, number one, have to individually get better defensively for the Bulls to take that next step. And then what's put around those two guys?
5: Would you yeah, agree? Well, the big thing. Yeah, 100%. The, 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 the big thing that jumped out to me is rim protection because then then you then it allows Zach to you know trust what's behind him and Vujovic ain't protecting their rim. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, cause, I mean, in theory, you've got a lockdown perimeter defender in Patrick Williams. I don't care how young he is. You draft number four, that's what you got to do. So there's one piece. And for Zach to continue to make growth, and you can see this, at least his attempt to be committed that in, in the Olympic play, um, you know, the way he's picking up guys full court and, and turning them as they bring the ball up, that kind of stuff. You need rim protection and that's why I'm I'm personally surprised at how little I've heard the Bulls connected to tight um, because I don't think he's the perfect player, but he certainly is a, a, a rim protector. Yes, yes, he did a great um,
2: job when he was here last year with the rim protection.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know, man, but that, that to me is one way you can help Zach get better because I agree with you, uh, it's to me, it's going to be hard pressed for him to have as an efficient of an offensive season as he had last year. I'm just speaking about career averages, right? I mean, he yeah. was incredible offensively last yeah. year, and a lot of it was based on his efficiency. So if you have a little drop-off efficiency, um, even if it's just a little bit, you you know, the way you generate more points is, like you said, getting out in transition, getting stops, maybe getting some steals, getting some passing lanes. So that's on him to improve that end. And I know he keeps talking about it, we need to see that, you know, finally come to fruition next season.
4: I have a question for you. Um, you've been covering the Bulls, I know, from the end of the Jordan run all these years. Uh, put into historical perspective, we've talked about the performance Giannis had, the 50-burger, game six. Have you ever – said there's – The block shot. Yeah, the five blocks. I mean, have you ever seen – I mean, Mark has mentioned, you know, Jordan. and There was another player. Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson in Philly when he, when he played center. But – I mean, come on. Have you seen a performance like that in the NBA finals?
5: Well, I mean, I mean, yes, because I... Jordan. You, you, yeah, you said <laughs> no. it. You said it. I covered, I covered the second three feet, so I saw Jordan do... I mean, but, but yes, yeah, to put it in perspective, I mean, obviously, it's a no-brainer. I mean, it's one of the most historic closeout games ever. And, um, you know, the other thing, even before that game, he had these incredible signature moments with that block and that alley dunks from, from Holiday, um, so... You know, I hope that dude's critics can finally, you know, put a pipe in it because I, I don't understand why people kind of still hate on that guy or, or question that guy. I not mean, anymore. You, well, you can't. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and especially with the way he can comport it himself, you know, staying true to a small market franchise and not joining a super team and, you know, just the way he, he handled all the questions you know throughout the finals I mean you can't from my seat I don't see how you can't respect that guy but yes John that was I mean obvious I mean Stacy saw way more historic Michael you Williams than lying. I did but <laughs> but, 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 but that, that that's that gotta be on the short list of all time great finals performances no doubt
3: last thing I got St- Casey look into your crystal ball and try to guess what the Bulls' starting lineup will look like on opening night in October. Give, give me that when they, when they make the starting lineup introductions. Wow, who's, who's who's a tough there?
0: one. <laughs>
3: well, Rondo be
5: there. Well, well luckily, <laughs> no Rondo. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, luckily, luckily, three of the five I, are, I feel confident: Levine, uh, Williams, and Vucevic. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna and you know I'm probably gonna be wrong on these last two, but for I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Thad Young and power forward. Um. so I do think he's going to be back, and I think Simonovich will be his backup. And then the point guard, I'm going to go with Cameron Paint. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> the tank he, is
5: a, he is available. Yeah, he sure is. He, he is Give a, me he D. Is, Rose. He is, he, he is available. Uh, Yeah, see, even if it's D. Rose, which I personally think would be a great fit, I don't think he starts, Um, although with Kobe injured, maybe he does start. Boy, I I don't know, man. Because whatever I say here, I, I'm going to be wrong on. So I guess I got to pick one name. Uh, I I think it's going to be Lonzo or Derek. Derek Rose. All right, soccer.
3: I like that, and I know Bulls fans will like that too. Yeah. Stacey, you got anything else, or should we let Casey off the hook?
2: Uh, I'm not going to give you one of these little Notre Dame's type of questions. Like you did, <laughs> Mark, try to put my man Casey on the Some spot balls. over there. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, here here's a name. Here's a name, Casey, that I've been that I like. and and I don't know if it could ever be made, the Bulls can make a move for this kid, is De'Aaron Fox from Sacramento. Like, I really, really love him. And with Halliburton now kind of established himself as a guy that can, he's a much better, you know, point guard than, say, off guard. Would Sacramento be willing to part with them? And what would the Bulls have to do to get a player like that?
5: Yeah, I mean, I I just looked this up real quick, so I was pretty sure. But, yeah, he signed a Mac, so that, yeah. And that's the thing is once you make that Vucevic trade, I mean, obviously you'd have to be, make a trade for him. That, that Vucevic trade was their big move in terms of dra- you know, draft capital. So if you're talking going after a guy like De'Aaron Fox who's on a max contract, you would have to be – I mean, Zach Levine would be asked for, first of all. So there's no way you're going to get De- De'Aaron Fox without including an all-star and draft capital. And to me, just like in the Ben Simmons conversation – De'Aaron Fox only makes sense in the Bulls if Zach Levine is running alongside of him. So yeah. I like that player too, Stace, but I don't see how you do it with uh, the draft capital they sacrifice in the Vujovic trade and also maintaining your, your all-star in Zach Levine. So
2: basically the Bulls are going to have to, with the two players they have, with the two all-star players, Vucevic and, and Zach Levine, you're going to have to get like mid-level type of guys, you know, guys who are coming in that, you know, basically are not, you know, going to, you know, break the bank, you know, like, you know, so let's say a player
5: like a Danny Green type of player, you know, wants well, to make a trade. Yeah. Oh, uh, and the big one that we're forgetting is that I mean, they need Patrick Williams to become, become an all-star. I mean, yes. that's, that, that's what it comes down to. And I mean they, they do they could make a big splash in free agency this summer with a Lonzo type, but you're not gonna go get like a, a max type player. So yeah, you're gonna that, that trade, you know, uh, that that that's why I said earlier you have to question what this what is the ceiling with this team. And Patrick Williams holds a lot of that answer because so, so you, need, you need that you need that you need that dude to be a star. So
2: so okay, so Lonzo, Lonzo is on his rookie deal. Okay, and so what is he actually looking for? Is it is is New Orleans going to say Lonzo? He's looking like twenty plus million, right? So is yeah. is New Orleans saying basically like because you know Stan Van Gundy? If to me, I may be wrong. It didn't seem like he really meshed with Lonzo Ball. If it's if if Van Gundy's still there, I think Ball's gone. Now they have a new coach in there, and so now it's a totally different system. And oh, it was it Willie Green? Is it Willie Green yeah. there? So Willie Green may yep. want to keep him now, but. So, so is New Orleans going to say, go out just like the Bulls are going to do Lowry, go out there and get your best offer, and then we'll match it?
5: Well, I don't know if they'll say the last part, but, yeah, that's what they're going to say. Go out, get your best offer, and then we'll decide. And like I said, you know, when we started, what you know, the way I read today's trade, and that's why today's trade is so intriguing and does have a potential Bulls ripple, is if they chase Kyle Lowry and don't get him, you know, they got to have a guard somewhere, right? So yeah. I, think, I think a ball match makes more sense, which is why – um, you know, I know there's a lot of balls the bulls smoke, and it's legit because they try to trade for him in March. but I still think at the end of the day there's too many hurdles and hoops to jump through for it to happen. but as you guys know, I've been wrong many times before. <laughs>
3: we all have, <laughs> No, you've been right most of the time. Casey, we appreciate your patience for putting up with all of our nonsense. And if you thought that uh, your technical experience was bad, call Bill Cartwright and ask him Ask him about his appearance on Give Me the Hot Sauce. It was one of the classic things of all time as he and his wife tried to get him going
5: on the computer. Well, well, I, briefly, because I did send this off there to you guys, I, I, I want to quickly say this on the podcast. You know, and Stacey knows, Bill is one of the all-time greats. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. And 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 uh, you know, when I covered him as a coach, I always say he was the 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 fantastic for beat writers because he was one of those rare guys you could ask a post game question of he would give a one word answer, and usually that is bad for what we do. But his would be so classic that you could use them. And the example would (laughs) the example would be that we would say like, "Hey, what do you think of Marcus Pfizer tonight?" (laughs)
3: <laughs> and and Bill always threatened to kill Stacy for doing impersonations of yeah. around See now, that, now around everybody's doing it. Now, yeah. now everybody's doing it now. See, I
2: started something, and he threatened me all the time. He used to hit me with basketballs all the time. Stop making fun of my name. Stop doing that. It's not funny. But how
4: was he to it TV was. people? It was very funny. How was he to you, Mark? Was he good to you? The Bill TV? was the best. Okay. I, I love
3: Bill. So yeah. it was great having him on the show. It was great having Casey on. Keep up the great work at NBC Sports awesome. Chicago, NBCSportsChicago.com, along with Rob Schaefer. They have great coverage of the team. Make sure you check it out leading up to the NBA draft and throughout free agency. Casey, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Have a blast, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Casey. More Give Me the Hot Sauce coming up next. Stay with us. we had a great time talking hoops with casey johnson of course a lot of stuff coming up in the next week Free agency starting on August 2nd. It could be a very interesting time around the NBA as teams make their moves to try to go after next season's NBA championship and knock off the world champion Milwaukee Bucks. Just love saying that. But
4: yeah, it's nice.
3: We started out the show talking football, and then Wisconsin all of a sudden has become like the capital of the sports world. The Bucks winning the championship, the Brewers are in first place, the whole Aaron Rodgers coming back to the Packers. And I know that you and Southside got a chance to experience the excitement of uh, Brewers White Sox over the weekend, Stinger.
4: Yeah, it was great. We we gave them a win a win on their way out of town. You know, we had taken the first who who's we, who we now? Oh, we're oh, trying man. to figure out what we're talking the about. The crew, here. the crew, the crew took two. His well. loyalty is yeah. to the paycheck. Oh, say, man, so the whoever's Russa, paying, yeah, gets the loyalty. Yeah. You know? Oh my goodness! I like. I tell you what, I love this team. I, it's a bunch of grinders. You know, there's no superstars. Yelich has been struggling. They got great. Pit. I love the way Council manages. Once again, they had that unbelievable play uh, where they. <laughs> you know. They knew exactly Moncano didn't touch the plate, you know, they appealed it and Tony was wrong. All I can say. And, and it wasn't for Lance Lynn last night. But anyways, I think we want to talk about South Side, her experience. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. Chicago's
2: Chicago's store. This is we didn't want to talk yes. to Chicago people.
1: We got kick-ass tickets because Stacy was supposed to come. Yeah,
2: yes, I, I was supposed did you to drop come. his name. I, I, you I know. did. I, we right. dropped his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, you know, I, I had to see what the tickets looked like first. Oh. They, they, they couldn't give me any kind of any kind of look at the seats. So I was you like, were next to Bernie oh, Brewer up in the chalet. Yeah. I, exactly. I thought I would going to have to slide <laughs> down a little slide <laughs> just news, to get out. So I wanted to see what the tickets looked like. Yeah. So they 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 held on to like what time was the game? Six. Six. So they waited till five fifty nine to tell me these were the seats, and then mm-hmm. they had somebody else sitting in them. No, well, yeah. Watch it on wow. YouTube. What you is get that? Get a chance to look at the that's photo. Not, that's not them, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. In America, that's not them. That's a man with I don't I think that's Honey Boo Boo's mom <laughs> with an eagle on her shoulder. I don't know what that is. But there they are right there.
1: See, there they are. Look at those seats. Look at. I them. think um the three people in that photo were the only people in our section rooting for the Brewers. It was a wonderful White Sox representation. Yes.
3: It's just like the Cubs they called it uh, Wrigley North yeah, now it was. it's guaranteed Rate North. And
1: they were all well behaved. I heard many Brewer fans complimenting the White Sox fans and comparing them to the poorly poorly behaved Cubs fans. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, seriously, it was awesome. No, we had a great time. It, and it's it a great
3: fun. time for both of those teams. They they both hold huge division leads yep. and can kind of get themselves set for the playoffs. Trade deadline for Major League Baseball is Friday at 3 p.m. You guys anticipate the White Sox doing anything? They're getting Eloy Jimenez back tonight for the opener against the Kansas City Royals. Luis Roberts should be back in a couple of weeks. Yasmani Grandal as well. So their lineup looks pretty good. I think, Stacy Bullpen. Bullpen, yeah.
2: Gotta get bullpen. I mean you know how pitching is pitching wins games nowadays so you got to get their bullpen you know in order and get it ready because they've got the hitters they got everything you need to win the whole thing they got good starting pitching it's just getting bullpen work coming in because you know in the playoffs you have to have guys step up big for you be able to throw more than two innings sometimes you know what i'm saying so uh i'd make that bullpen a little bit stronger but I'm I'm excited, you know. I got my socks hat on today, ladies. That's and right. American. Oh, the right colors. Yeah, too. you know. Don't, don't you know? Don't, 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 don't I'm always a socks fan. Okay. Okay. Now, if the Cubs were winning, I'd be having the Cubs hat. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and the Sox, of course, have the great closer and Liam Hendricks, who pitched two Liam. innings to, to nail it down. And
4: Kopech
2: pitched two as well last Kopech. night. Kopech, that's my guy. Yeah, they've like got him.
3: Garrett Crochet from the left side, but I, they, they need a veteran for these big playoff games, who's been through this a little bit. I think that would help them because you want a guy pitching in the sixth, seventh, and eighth inning to get you to Liam Hendricks that has got some playoff experience. So I think that's something Rick Hahn's gonna explore. You mentioned the Cubs on the other side of town. On Sunday they got back to back homers from Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo, the famous Brizzo tandem, but that might be the last time folks at Wrigley Field see that duo together in the home pinstripes. kind of sad
4: times over at Wrigley. Well you you mean they they had their window and for whatever reason it was only the one World Series and everything must end, right? And so this is a great, you know, chance for Hoyer to rebuild and get, you know, shop is, I'm sure they're all gonna be gone. I, I would be shocked. Everything must go. Everything
3: must go. <laughs> fire oh, sale. It's a
2: fire sale. <laughs> Garage sale. Yeah. Oh boy, somebody's gonna pick up some good players though. That's
3: and there's talk chance. Anthony Rizzo, who was originally drafted by the Boston Red Sox, may go back to Boston, because they need another bat in the lineup, a left-handed hitter, a guy first who could play first base in DH. He could, uh, he could be a good bat for them, because Boston surprised a lot of people by being in first place in that division. They could be a factor in these playoffs.
4: Yeah, and, and once again, he was drafted originally, by By the Sox, and then he had cancer and then theo made the trade from san diego and so be a nice storybook ending Mm -hmm. not that his career is over by any stretch of the imagination but yeah i mean as a red sox fan he'd be great at fenway absolutely that short porch the wall the green monster you get hit plenty of doubles off of that and they haven't had a lot of production at first base so that might be the one piece that they're missing
3: so we got a lot of things to watch coming up this week. The start of NFL training camps. The Major League uh, trade deadline is on Friday. And, of course, the NBA draft on Thursday. So great time to be a sports fan. The NBA season is over, but sports never stops. And uh, we'll try to keep you on top of it here on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Stacey, you got any uh, stories you want to tell before we get out of here? Oh, man. Any uh, outings uh, you
2: did this past weekend? You since know you what? Worked, yeah, you yeah, yeah, at the yeah. White Sox game? No, you no, know, no, just, no. I already <laughs> talked about that. You know what? You guys really didn't want me up there. You know, just, don't, just be honest. You know, no karaoke guys, with Tim. Whoa, 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 no, whoa, whoa, whoa. no, no a minute. No, 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 be no. honest.
4: Well, I, I, we texted you, we called you. I, I was almost sort of begging you. It was you. the wrong number,
2: <laughs> it wasn't the right we, number. We didn't
4: want you up there. <laughs> wow. you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't want yeah. me up there. That's cold. Because you know what? Listen, the Walsh is
2: the Walsh. I have to admit, America. The Walsh's are a real stand-up, you know, family. You know, they did, they did invite me up there, but it was the, it was the anticipation of myself. I thought we were going to be a nosebleed seat, so I refused. I, I wanted to wait to see what the tickets look like that's first.
1: Because Stacy sees the, the and, Bulls you know, tickets I used to get from my husband. Yeah, but that's your husband giving yeah. you those crappy seats. Well, he's the one who got the white. But Fox if you
2: would have known me, no. you would have got yeah. my seats but that I'm are right saying. down on by the floor. Yeah. Okay. But John, you know, John is what they treated him when he was working when he was working for us on the on the on oh, the yeah. on the oh, <laughs> on the right. Death Star. Oh, when he was on the Death Star. Right. He didn't get any tickets. He didn't get good tickets on of the Death course, Star.
4: Of course, our good partner, your partner. Yeah, Neil completely called
2: me out on the air. Like, yeah. Of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they see Susan up there in the third row, third section up top, waving. Go balls! Like <laughs> you had to get binoculars to see if it was her or not. So we fan we pan the camera on there. It's like, hey, well, where's your wife sitting at? Da da da. So we found her, yeah. and then <laughs> then Neil just roasted John with yeah. those seats. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I can hear him saying that now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was yeah.
3: one of the best at putting people down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was, he was, he was. A... I led the
2: league for, for a few years there. <laughs> yeah. John got thrown on the bus many times. You
3: could have gotten a t shirt like our guy, Tim Kelly, right? How many years of abuse? Yeah, how
2: 30. many years of abuse? <laughs> going on 31 now. Oh, my gosh. This guy here, man. I, I love this man over here, Tim Kelly. While well,
3: well, these guys try to sort out how many years it's been that uh, Stacy's been picking on him, I, I think it's time to bring episode 39 to a close the Larry Zonka edition of oh, Gimme awesome. the Hot Sauce. I want to thank our special guest. Casey Johnson giving us great insight on what's going to be coming up in the offseason for the Chicago Bulls and the rest of the NBA.
2: Stacey, let's bring it on in.
0: Hey, don't forget Jeremy.
2: Oh, Jeremy Grant, number 39. That's and right. don't forget, get yourself a bottle of hot sauce. JimmyTheHotSauce.com. Right. Go grab you a bottle today, and she'll like it too. <laughs> Drive no, home safe in Chicago. <laughs> beep, beep. Give me the hot sauce.